The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout, harass, and entertain. You should start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chowderhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe, and your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. The Professor is in. Send your questions for Professor Kevin Gutzman to constitution at veritasradionetwork.com. And welcome to this live edition of the Constitution Hour with Professor Dr. Kevin Gutzman. I am your host and moderator. Mike Church, host of the Mike Church Show here, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network. It is a Thursday. The show is live today. Meaning we could take your phone calls if you have a question for the good doctor. Call 844-527-8723. If you missed any of the previous 25 episodes of the Constitution Hour, you can download any and all of them. Simply go to veritasradionetwork.com forward slash join and sign up for a Founders Pass membership, a paid membership. That's how we keep the lights on here and the good doctor happy for a mere 23 cents per day. You can become a member and be on the ground floor of something extraordinary and special. That is... What we believe is the world's only freestanding, independent, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, all-original talk radio channel. Won't find that anywhere else. Just lying around, folks. VeritasRadioNetwork.com. All right, lots to get to here today. Let's uh, bring uh, Professor Gutzman on, who is with us via telephone today, from uh, the beautiful and flowery, summer flowery campuses of Western Connecticut State University. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Mike. How are you? Is that a good introduction for you? Oh, that's just the best. <laughs> I've never been to Western Connecticut State, so uh, I have to imagine the uh, the Bradford Pear is in full bloom in my mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about 95 out today and very, very pretty. I'd like to play a clip for you to get started here. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. Let's see if that happens. That'll be next. Yes, sir. Well, that's not that. Let me get the whole thing. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. He doesn't respect our president. And if it is Russia, which is probably not, nobody knows who it is. But if it is Russia, it's really bad for a different reason. Because it shows how little respect 
they have for our country when they would hack into a major party and get everything. But it would be interesting to see. I, I will tell you this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. Let's see if that happens. That'll be next. Yes, sir. So, so much to unpack there. The Democrats have been, and their media allies, Kevin, have about lost their mind over this. He's a traitor. He just committed treason. He just committed espionage, etc., etc. Now, I just happen to know that you and Tom Woods and the fantastic book that everyone listening should have called Who Killed the Constitution wrote a little something about the uh, Sedition and Espionage Act around 1915, 16, 17 in there. Did he commit espionage? No, he didn't commit espionage. He didn't commit treason. Seriously, the Constitution says treason will be uh, levying war on the United States, giving aid and comfort to their enemies. Well, is Trump levying war? Is he giving aid and comfort to the United States' enemies? In fact, have the United States been legally at war since 19, what, 50 or whenever we finally signed the treaty with Japan? Um, no, it's ridiculous. Okay, here are a couple of other things. We have been assured by President Obama's FBI director that those emails no longer exist. So for Trump to call for somebody to produce them <laughs> cannot be serious unless we assume that President Obama's FBI director lied to us, and we would not assume that. No, never. No, we could not possibly (laughs) conclude that maybe they think those emails do still exist. In fact, I've heard some hyperventilating uh, Clinton fans in the media, and again, I repeat myself, um, (laughs) saying, well, he's asking for foreign countries to commit espionage. This assumes that the U.S. government has these supposedly non-existent emails for Russia to try to steal. But, again, we all know that those emails no longer exist. In fact, if they, had ex- if they did exist, all we would find in them are details of Mrs. Clinton's concern uh, regarding the progress of the pregnancy of her only daughter. So uh, I don't <laughs> think, uh, even on the most um, skeptical reading of what Mr. Trump did, we could say that this is uh, levying war on the United States or giving aid and comfort to their enemies. And what he was actually doing was, of course, mocking the media, mocking Mrs. Clinton, mocking Director Comey, mocking, mocking President Obama, mocking the Democratic National Convention, mocking everybody who's involved in this brouhaha. And, of course, you and I think that if Mrs. Clinton thought she could become president by revealing all 33,000 of those emails, they would be produced today. Right. Right. We all know that she has them. We all know that they're full of all kinds of state secrets and information about the payoffs she and her husband were receiving from foreign countries. We all know exactly what this is about. And it's just, you want to say it's amusing, shocking, perplexing, uh, gut-churning to watch the Democratic allied media, and again, I repeat myself, um, (laughs) act as if they were shocked, shocked that somebody would have said that a foreign government ought to produce them. 
I don't know which one of those uh, responses it elicits from me. I think, of course, we also know that the foreign government could well have them. And how do we know that? We know that because Mrs. Clinton, in a completely legal act that no reasonable prosecutor would ever prosecute, um, made those available to anybody who wanted to hack her uh, very amateurishly, maintains a completely private, illegal server, which was, of course, filled to the brim with classified messages that she did not know were classified, despite the fact that she's the smartest woman in America. <laughs> and they were marked C for classified. <laughs> can, I, can I read you something else that just adds to this and just adds to the fact that – now, let, let me walk you through the timeline because you may have been teaching class yesterday morning. I watched that press conference. And I watched it in real time. It happened at about 10, uh, 10, about 10 o'clock. And, of course, it was conducted from Trump's uh, Doral Golf Country Club. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there a couple of times. I lived in South Florida. It was conducted from Doral. And uh, he, he made some statements. And then he took questions. And one of the questions that he took was about, you know, was he going to continue? Uh, there, there was a tradition in this country that in between the conventions, the parties did not attack one another, Kevin. That's a tradition, right? It's a constitutional tradition, I assume. And that uh, Trump had said something, and, and Trump cut the reporter off, and he said, first of all, that's not what I said. I'll do my best Trump impersonation. That's not what I said. I didn't say that. What I said was, and I, now I'm going to tell you what I said, okay? Believe me, I'm going to tell you what I said. He said something like that. And then the follow-up question was about the emails. And that's how he launched into the conversation. So uh, I'm watching it. It didn't take the New York Times 10 minutes to bump their coverage of the Democrat National Circus from the front page of the New York Times website and put the, the, a story up on the front page that basically took his place and Trump had called for the Russians to commit espionage or, or something to that effect. There's screenshots of it out there all over the Internet. Um, uh, to uh, to release Mrs. Clinton to go get Mrs. Clinton's emails. That's that that's the that that's how this transpired. Well, immediately after that, Kevin, here's what happened then. Statement from Jack Sullivan on Donald Trump's press conference today. Now, where do you hear this? After Donald Trump's comments uh, at his press conference today, Hillary for America senior policy advisor Jack Sullivan released the following statement: "Quote." This has to be the first time that a major presidential candidate has actively encouraged a foreign power to commit, uh, conduct espionage against his political opponent. That's not hyperbole. <laughs> That's not hyperbole. Those are just the facts. This ha now, wait, here comes the punchline. You're already left. Where do you hear the punchline? This has gone from being a matter of curiosity and a matter of politics to being a national security issue. Her campaign has now admitted that those emails were sensitive, that they did involve national security, and if Trump knows where they are, he better fork the info over. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's no way around it. Everybody knows this except for the mouth breathers who are uh, sitting around in Philadelphia waiting to uh, crown her empress of... Uh, doofus dumb this <laughs> evening. <laughs> doofus dumb, that's a new one. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> now, let's, uh, let's stay on the same subject here because uh, I think that this is, uh, that this, uh, as they say in politics or in broadcasting, in the media, that this subject has legs. Uh, let, let's take this to the next level. 